Welcome back to the Talk Podcast with me, Jay Deakin. So, welcome back to the podcast and a big hello to any new listeners who are joining us today. Uh, for today's episode, I'd like to welcome to the show someone who I have a lot of respect for. She's a massage therapist with her own business called Rocks Therapy, based in Liverpool. She's also a fellow fitness fanatic, competing in different cycling challenges, running races, and currently training for an Ironman challenge. So, welcome to the show, Tash. How are you doing, mate? Oh, good, mate. Good to be here. Um, this is my very, very first podcast. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very first. I've listened to a few. But I've never been on one, so this will be fun. This is my only my second time interviewing, so uh, yeah, <laughs> looking, looking forward to it. Um, so how are you dealing with the current COVID nineteen situation at the moment and the lock the lockdown? Um, oh, do you know what? I found it so hard at first. I like because obviously I'm self employed, so at first I was just like, this is going to be the death of me. This is horrendous. I didn't have a clue because all it, it was all of a sudden, wasn't it? It was just, right, and now everyone's got to stay at home. And it, it was a bit like a zombie apocalypse in a way where everything's just got to get left as it is and you've all got to go straight home. So I, I panicked at first um, and it kind of like ruined everything coming up. Like I've got loads of triathlons coming up and marathons and things like that. And it just you start thinking what am I training for what's the point so I just stopped training as well so it ruined that um but then that was the first the first couple of weeks and then after that I just gave me head a wobble I was like you need to switch on like what you're just putting yourself into like a managed decline if you carry on feeling sorry for yourself so I just switched on and decided I was just gonna carry on training as normal um, so I got back to training, obviously not the swimming, but I've, I've been doing the cycling and the, and the running and I've, um, I've taken up a bit more yoga, which has been good. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good for the mind, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. Um, in terms of work, it's like it, it completely stopped work for me because my work is very hands on. Um, but I've stayed in touch with all my clients and I've been given online help and a lot I've I've now got new clients who are based in America as well. So I've been I've been doing That's online great. consultancies with them. So yeah, it's like it's kind of like I first ruined my life <laughs> yeah. and then I've just gone, No, don't let this consume you. You you're bigger than this and it's just a glitch. And is it a glitch? You can you can turn bad things into good exactly. so I've now got a new angle on my business which is online consultancies and it's made the audience a lot broader as well where can we find you on um, you can find me on Instagram LinkedIn Facebook um, I've got a website you can message me on there yeah. um, I try to send out like weekly or um, fortnightly advice to, to everyone who subscribes to my website so that's um, rockstherapy.com R-O-K-S therapy.com um, and uh, yeah that's where I am Brilliant so what, what what was that switch that sort of changed your mindset from obviously you was a bit like down and thinking oh what I'm going to do to right I need to get on top of things now um, I think just 
like I know from the past when I've just let myself just eat what I want and not exercise I haven't felt good and it's like it gives you it gives you like a nice pleasure at the time while you're just sitting there in front of Netflix just eating crap but then straight away after that you're like I regret that I, I, I know it's going to have way more effect on me than it is if I just go out and and I just do a run which will make me feel loads better yeah I'm, I'm not consuming food that I don't want to eat and it's unhealthy. Once you get in that routine, you you can you sort of you get used to it, don't you, sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. And I think a lot of people need routine to have order and to have some kinds of like happiness in their lives. I know I know some people think a routine is like regimented and some people don't like it. Like some people hate going to work because it's you know, not not hate going to work, but they hate doing the nine to five thing. But as soon as it's taken away from them, that routine's gone. And you're like, what do I do now? And, and some people just completely melt down. And I think that's what happened to me the first couple of weeks. Um, and I realised that. And I realised that I, it, it's not doing me any good just sitting here and looking at people on Instagram, just putting things up like, you know, try and use this time wisely if you can, because we'll never get this time again to, to reset, if you like. Yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, I thought, you know what, you're right, I need to switch on and I need to do something. Um, so the, the first thing I started doing was eating better and um, going back to training. Yeah. And once I did that, everything else just seemed to fall back into place. So how, how did you sort of get into like being like a massage therapist or what, what made you set up Rocks Therapy? Um, well, I used to do um sports coaching so i used to teach recreational sports with with kids and teenagers doing things like canoe and climbing and stuff like that um and then i was in a car crash me and my partner hannah she was in we were both in this car crash and fell i fell asleep at the wheel hit the back of us on the motorway and um i came out okay just like mental problems more than anything else but physically i was okay um, but Hannah had all nerve damage down her left side, broke her collarbone, deaf in one ear, and obviously the um, the mental health side. We were both suffering with that. Yeah. Um. So that was like 2014, and the first two years, Hannah was in a wheelchair because she couldn't walk properly. Um, and it was just you know when you can just feel things just gradually getting worse. Yeah. Um and like both physically and mentally for both of us and I, I know Hannah was way more worse off than, than I was but it was just we weren't doing what we used to do things like coaching and stuff like we we moved back to Liverpool and yeah. um, just be closer to family because it was a hard time and it was a bit crap um but I seen that the physiotherapist was saying like you know you're never going to walk again you're never going to be able to do this again and this is what they were saying to her and I, we just weren't having it that was the one thing we weren't having it was like you can't you can't just say that overnight like it's not happening so um i i started doing um sport did they do sport massage level three just yeah. the basic one um and just did like treatments for it and then i just carried on going from there and after well, how long was I doing that i think it was eight months after me doing that um 
I got Hannah out of the wheelchair just through like being persistent and her being persistent as well and believing that she could get out of it and be able to walk again. That's amazing. Um, now, obviously, she's still got the nerve damage. That's if if that doesn't come back, it'll it'll take years. It'll take yeah. years. Um, but she's got like a leg brace on, which helps her to walk, or she uses a walking stick. Um, and she goes to the gym to see a PT now to to build up her strength because all of that weakness is it's just years of not working. It's it. She's still working on it basically to get it all back. She's done really uh, well though, hasn't she? Like obviously, yeah. I've seen it in the match and stuff like that, and you know, yeah, really she's to get out there still. Exactly, and and I think that that self determination and believing in yourself is the main thing there, and that's what that's what led me to want to do what I do now because I seen I seen the progression and how she got better, yeah. and. And being told by physios, you know, this you're never going to be able to. It's like, how can you say that? You don't, you don't, you've obviously got it wrong. Um, so I didn't want to go up the physio route. I wanted to go more up the holistic kind of hands-on body type type route because I felt that that worked better for her than physio sending you home after two weeks with exercises to do ten minutes a day. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's great, but it doesn't work for everyone. That's that's brilliant. Know how you've used that as like a positive blow, and you tried to to help your your partner, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the main thing that being there is the believing in yourself and believing that you can. Act. I think I think a lot of a lot of physical problems are dealt with with the mind, um, and that I, I do feel like that gets overlooked a lot of the time. So um, the body achieves what the mind believes, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, they if they go hand in hand, it's like if you are stressed out, you'll probably hold your body differently. Um, you'll probably hold your body in a way that everything's really, really tense, and then after time, you feel like you've glued up. You feel like a statue because you've been holding that tension there, which is caused by your mental health stress. Yeah, and it's a vicious cycle. Yeah, so what? Obviously, you touched on it a little bit there, but. Um, what are your experiences with mental health, whether it's you or you know your family or friends? Without without going into too much detail of anyone's personal things, but like, what have you dealt with in your life? Um, me- mental health's been like massive in my life, like because I've so going from a kid, my, it's a bit long, it's a bit of a long story, but basically, going from a kid, like I grew up with. Um, so I'm mixed race and then my mum's white, my dad is black and I grew up in England, the Ukraine and Ghana. Wow, some <laughs> <laughs> So I had no, I, I didn't really have an identity, like who the hell in the world can I relate to? Like there's, yeah. there's, there is no one, like it, it was weird. So I think growing up as a little kid, you just kind of like accept that. But then as you get to teenage years, you're like, you start getting angry because answers aren't questions aren't answered and you're like what where do I belong like there's no bracket I fit in and I think a lot of I think a lot of mixed race people specifically in this country deal with mental health issues because there's hard there's there's hardly any identity out there or role models that you can relate to because it's either white people or black people and I do think 
that plays it so that that's I think that's like the main element of what I've dealt with in terms of mental health going through my life um and then obviously with the car crash I had I had um I didn't want to drive for like a year I was just too scared um so that's when I went to see a who's they going to see a what's the one who deals with your mind psychologist a psycho a psychotherapist I went to see ah, right. um and she she did some um cognitive behavior therapy with me to get me driving again um but have you ever had see what's it called yeah. CBT. Have you had yeah I've had it a few times yeah. so, did, yeah. did you like it it was okay it just I usually after I've been after a few months I end up going back back into my old ways yeah OCD like but yeah how did you find it well because it was so specific to driving I think that made a difference because it was just focusing on that wasn't um, you are wasn't like a general like therapy sort of thing yeah it was a bit specifically for you know driving on motorways as well that was yeah. like the main thing um so she got me back to driving again um through i think i was with her for six months every week for six months um and she did everything like went right through my childhood like trying to figure out other things that might have been bothering me that might have led to why i reacted the way i did yeah at the car crash and it was really really interesting i found i found it really good for me it worked for me um i know other people it doesn't really work for us or it, it depends different therapies work for different people and that that really really worked for me um and she not only helped me with being able to drive again but dealing with my past and not being angry anymore and Accepting. Like, yeah, that's it. Just accepting it and accepting that nothing has to be perfect. Like life's one big journey, and you won't always have the answers. You won't always find the end of the path. Like that, you could go through your whole life looking for the answers, and it's just accepting that. Yeah. So she did that with me. So I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, during that time, I was also on um, prescriptions of drugs for depression. Yeah. And she like I, I just said to her, I'm not taking them anymore. Like after I think I was on them for a year and I just stopped taking them. I know you're not meant to. I, I don't mistake <laughs> to be honest. I understand that. <laughs> but, yeah, I just stopped taking them overnight. I do not recommend that at all. It's, <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> it sends your head west, like completely west. <laughs> Um, but I didn't want to wean myself off them. I just wanted to get off them. And and, and it sounds like you've done the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know someone else who's done the same as well. And they've had really bad experiences <laughs> with it, but you just, you just can't get over it. Yeah, you just want to get it done, don't you, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. So what, um, obviously we touched a bit on it already, but like, what are the benefits of therapy? And what would you say, like it, how can it assist to improve your mental health? Um, so the stuff that I do is very, very hands-on. Um, and human touch, it doesn't matter what it is, but human touch in general just makes people feel better. And um, I think that we'll know this now more than ever with people being isolated on their own. 
not being able to even like go anywhere near family members and stuff um so i know that there's people doing studies on that now and we'll know more about it after this but yeah human touch is the main one yeah um being a as i said before about your body holding your stress physically um massage just helps get rid of that and i do find sometimes like if you're talking to your clients through whatever's bothering them it could be it could be a sports injury and you know that sport injury has led them to not being able to train anymore and it's led them yeah. to be to feel mentally sick because they feel like they're worthless now it could be um, that they want a massage because work's stressful like i deal with all different things and i find out i find through speaking to them whilst doing massage for them or um the manual therapy um people get an emotional release from it and some people end up bursting into tears because they're so happy at the end of it or or they're like you know they're releasing that sadness that they yeah. that they've been holding um so i think it, it's it's really really good for mental health i, I can i can re- recommend your massages anyway <laughs> 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 to me boxing fights and stuff on i so um well, obviously exercise is a big help in mental health um how does that sort of help you um so different types of exercise affects me um so like i use running long distance running to clear my mind um it stops me getting worked up like if i'm in the middle of an essay or something that i need to do if it's if i can feel my blood boiling then i'll just go out and i'll just go for a run um and then i come back and then you've got a fresh head and you can focus again and off you go so i use running for that i use cycling to keep me focused because it forces you to focus on certain things um especially the long distance training that i'm doing at the minute because of the hills and things like that it's quite quite hard to to judge you know how much energy that you need to output to get in to get up certain hills and then the distance you've got to go after that hill and then maybe there's another hill like it's a lot of focus with that um I use yoga to just release basically and feel self-control. Yeah. Um, and using using yoga with breathing as well, I think it helps me more than any any other exercise mentally. Um and then strength, I use strength training to just teach me that, you know, being persistent with with something, you'll 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 eventually see results. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I use strength training for that for that element. And swimming, I hate swimming, but I <laughs> it's, part, it's part of the training. But I know that I hate it. But I know if I keep going, it gets easier. So how do you I, mentally prepare yourself for these? Um, obviously, you're doing Ironman challenge. Yeah. I, obviously, I know you've done a lot of cycles in the past. Um, was it from Sligo to? Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. I've cycle. I've cy- I've done a few cycles. I've cycled around all the Premier League stadiums as well. Yeah, That's the biggest one I've done. Um, and um, yeah, I think when I'm when I'm preparing for an event, um, I try to just break things down into like half an hour chunks. That works for me. Half an hour is a manageable time. Yeah. Some people do it in less time, but I just break things up. So I, if I've got like. I don't know if I've got an hour run tomorrow, 
I'll be like, right, the first half an hour is always the hardest. I don't know what, what you're like, but the first half an hour is hell. Um, but I know that once I get past that, it's going to be fine. Um, so, I, and then I've only got another half an hour to do and I'll enjoy that last half an hour. I should have waited out for me. <laughs> 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 <Is it? Yeah. laughs> you probably going too hard too quick um but no i think i think the endurance stuff the endurance training teaches you to break up things because i do like training sessions which last five hours sometimes wow um so like if i break that up into half an hour chunks chunks that's only six segments um and it's six manageable segments so you're like yeah, it's just, is it six? I can't even. I've got no. It's ten, isn't it? It's ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but I'm like, right. So it's ten manageable segments that I can, I can control. I can control those half an hour bits and think about different things in every half an hour. That's how I deal with it. Do you feel like when you're doing your exercise? So I know myself when I go for a run and stuff, I can like plan my life out. I can think straight about everything. Like. If I'm yeah. at home or I'm work or wherever I've been, my mind's a bit everywhere. But as soon as I go for a run, I just sort of I go through all my problems like no, like it's dead easy sort of thing. Yeah, it'd be amazing if like there was some kind of device that could re- record your thoughts while you're running because that's the most focused, like self-disciplined self. Take those, take that information and keep it somewhere. So what do you plan for the Ironman challenge then? Like with with COVID, is it going to get postponed to next year? Or yeah, so basically, as part of my training, I signed up for um, the Ironman Bolton, which is meant to be in July. Um, that's been postponed to next July now. Yeah. Um, but I also signed up for the half Ironman, which was meant to be this in in May. Um, so what I'm going to do is that one's been postponed to October. So I'm still, so I'm still training for that. I mean, that probably will get changed again because the social distancing thing will still remain. Yeah. I think still be heavily around then. So, um, but what I'm going to do is I'm still training and one of the lads who was doing the, um, the Ironman with, we've just said we'll still do um, at least a half Ironman on the day of when we were supposed to do yeah. the Ironman. That's a good way of looking at it. Just gives us something to to work towards. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot now with two questions. Okay. (laughs) So the first one is, what are you not very good at? Um, I am, do you mean with sport or like? In anything in life, what are you not very good at? Um, I am not very good at sticking to a plan. Right. Um, I make plans, I stick to them for a while, <laughs> and I go, oh, it's fine, I can just kind of like come off that a little bit, and then I have, <laughs> I have to make myself go back to the plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my second question was, if there was a book that you could recommend to the listeners, what, what would it be? Um, oh, that one that you recommended to me, definitely. David yeah, that's the most recent one I've listened to. Um, he's like, he changed a lot of my mindset. He's amazing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's just really, really good. Um, but if you've already recommended that, um, then I would recommend um, 
buttered parsnips by Joe Lyser, which is just a stupid fun book to just listen to when you want to just have a laugh. Oh, cool. I'll have to have a look. Is that an audio, audio book as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah. Then, it, it, it's quite funny because he, he finds things like parking fans as like the worst thing in the world and it makes you realise like, you know, it's really not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, thanks for them anyway, Tash, and thanks for uh, coming on the on the show and sharing your experiences. It's been really it's it's okay, really thanks yeah well thanks for that and uh, thank you so so massive thanks to tasha for coming on the show i uh, really appreciate you coming on today and i hope that everyone listening has took something positive away from tasha's story from uh experiences in uh, her early life to other things that she's had to face along the way until this present day I, I really enjoyed listening to her story. So, yeah, that, uh, thanks for coming on, Tash. And I hope everyone's doing well in the, the current lockdown situation. Um, just get it in quick before I go. The positive for the week. So I hope you guys are still doing yours. Um, my positive for the past week is... Just try, I'm trying to set a website up, to be honest, for the uh, podcast. So I'm trying to figure that out. Still, I've made a bit of progress, so I'm happy with that. And carrying on my training. So just have a think about what positive thing you've done. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next week.